0: to welcome on in. It is overtime with Jonathan the I'm glad you guys could be with me here on this Wednesday. It's a reminder. I don't think I heard Nick do the hump day earlier today. I, I don't, I don't remember it happening. He might have to do a, a Thursday hump day to make up for a wacko one today, or maybe he didn't. I just wasn't paying enough attention. That, that could a hundred percent be the case. Today's been a, it's been one of those weird days. I've told, I've told you guys before. I, I have, I get one day a week. One day a week, where it feels like I, t- you know the, uh, you know the movie where they they take the pill in order to achieve everything they want to achieve and, and just be like an awesome version of themselves, limitless, limitless, yeah. Uh, who starred in that? Was that was that Bradley s- Cooper? That was Bradley. Robert Cooper. De Niro had a supporting role. Well. What doesn't Robert De Niro have a supporting role in, if we're being honest? I like Bradley Cooper. I re- I've always liked Bradley Cooper. Although, at this point now, I just make jokes at Mike Trout's expense for being an Eagles fan, and then Bradley Cooper somehow gets the sideswipe on that, and then we move forward. Silver Linings Playbook is still a really good movie. I don't care what anybody says. But I get one day a week where I really, truly do feel limitless. And I do everything that I'm supposed to do. I knock off all the chores that I'm supposed to knock off. I feel like I do and accomplish a lot. And then also, in turn, I eat amazing. I had salad today. I had eggs to wake up in the morning like it was... No no cheating, nothing bad. And then on top of it, I just felt like I was doing everything that I wanted to today. And I felt like I could go for a while. Now, I have not tracked whether or not that means I'm going to have a good show, though. I don't know if it carries over. I'm being honest about it. Sometimes feel like the days that I accomplished absolute nothing but this radio show are the best shows I have. Where I'm like, oh, yeah, I was just for some reason just dialed in on the radio show. But we'll find out together. I know the topics are good enough. I have a feeling I'll be good enough, but let's go on this journey. Let's do it. At JP, don't you find me on Twitter. Uh, of course, you can get at me there. I am on threads, but I've decided I don't really want to thread. I'm not good at Twitter. Why did I think I'd be good at threads? Makes no sense. And so I'm there. Kind of regret being there, if I'm being honest. But I'm there. You can follow me if you want in both places. And our Twitter reactions are brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Where I want to start with you guys tonight is we're going to play a piece of audio courtesy of Fox. And this is what has everyone, and I mean everyone, juiced up. And, And before we play that audio, I want to set the scene just a little bit. The funny part about this to me is that last week when Mike Trout went on the I.L., I made a case. I was in on afternoon drive. In fact, I led the show with it because I felt that strongly about it. And I led the show with the idea of Mike Trout on the I.L., Anthony uh, Rendon went on the I.L. that day, too, and then so did Otani because of the blister. Not on the I.L., but he ended up like where he's like, oh, yeah, I can't pitch in the All-Star game. It was just a domino effect, and and I knew at that point, even though the Angels were 45 and 43, you could tell that the Angels were going to be in a situation where they were going to have to unload Otani if they wanted any sort of value for him. And the point that I made then is not going to be too dissimilar to the point I make now. There's obviously a massive difference in what's Comical to me, though. At the time last week, I asked you guys whether or not the move for Otani should be made based off of what you think about this Guardians team. And the conversation's completely changed from that perspective. Right now, you guys are acting like drunken sailors out there. You guys are, are just, it is what it is. You guys are just, you're just Again, drunk with power more than it feels like anything else, even though you don't actually hold the power. I can tell. I can tell. You guys are interested in the conversation about Otani, whether or not you think the Guardians have a real chance of making noise in the postseason. Last week when we did the Otani conversation, it was based off the idea that a bat and an arm for this Guardians team might just be the difference. Bob does sports might just be the difference. And when I brought it up, a lot of you guys kind of, you kind of laughed. You did, you did. The, the large majority of you guys, you scoffed at it, you laughed at it, you said, "Wow, Otani on a Wednesday? That's the conversation we're doing." JP, that's not realistic. That's not going to happen. Hey, love the t- what, what, what you guys do when you call it in. You say, "Love the topic, love the topic, but uh, not realistic." And I did things today. I went around and I heard Ken talk about it, and I heard Nick talk about it, and I heard Baskin and Phelps talk about it. I went to my golf lesson earlier today with Mister Miyagi, my golf coach, my buddy Jeff over there at Golf Tech. He's fantastic. He's got me fixed up, ready to go. I've never been hitting the ball better. And I get in and immediately, in between shots, in between everything, he's just asking me about Otani because he knows. He's like he got he got himself really excited. He said he told me because I, I was listening to Ken coming on in, and Ken had me riled up and ready to go with talking about Otani, And I said, Jeff, you really think Otani's going to come here? He goes, well, listen. This Guardians team might be like last year's Guardians team, where they're a better second-half team. And because they're a better second-half team, you add Otani into the mix, and maybe we do have something real special. Okay, can't deny that logic. Maybe they do have something special. Last year from July 31st on, the Guardians were the second-best team in baseball from a winning percentage, trailed only the Astros in that category. They were really, really good in the second half. And it's kind of funny how this year has kind of taken a very similar turn where they they kind of sucked for a little bit there. Now fine. it seems like they got their bearings, seems like they're all ready to go, and slowly but surely they're playing a lot better baseball. But the part I find so comical is last week... This in it of itself was a little bit of a ha-ha and a joke, but now all of a sudden I would be the guy in the wrong if I suggested that Otani wasn't going to come here? I would be the guy in the wrong? I don't know. I I, I just got to say I don't love the situation that this conversation has put me in because I want Otani here. I do know that the Guardians have the prospects in order to try to make it work. I think we all are well aware of that. Why don't they just go for three months of Otani? That's one side of my brain. Why not? Pull the trigger, do something unexpected, give yourself a real chance, and if it costs you two elite prospects at the end of the day, then so be it. And I'll come up with who those prospects are, and I'll tell you who I think they should be in just a little bit. But if that's the answer, then so be it. And then there's the other part of my brain that says, you really just want to run them for three months? You want to rent him for three months. You want to give up whatever prospects it is. And then, uh, what if you, what if you lose in the first round of the postseason? What if you lose in the first round of the postseason? Uh, would it all be worth it? Shohei Otani, I think validated the conversation with what he had to say last night on Fox. Here it is.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Michael, pull it down for a second. Pull it down for a
0: second. <laughs> we still, had all this time, we did not think about whether or not we should be playing the Japanese version or him just speaking American or his translator just speaking American and then giving us the the juice and the goods. I personally, I kind of like hearing him speak Japanese first. I kind of like, and it's weird because I didn't hear him say Jose Ramirez's name at all in that entire stretch of speaking Japanese. That's neither here nor there. He spoke, the guy speaking Japanese is Shohei Otani, and then it's his translator, okay? If we were thinking about it, would we have chopped it off? I don't think so. I think I love it this way. All right, sorry, go go right ahead.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, Jose Ramirez, La is one of uh, Shohei's favorite guys. Um, obviously, they're on the opposite teams, but when they play each other, they communicate and have a good conversation. He's a really funny guy, really nice guy. I mean, come on.
0: I love how much we're running with this, but we don't. We have no idea what Shohei Ohtani actually said. I I need a translator. I need somebody that speaks Japanese to call up and tell me what exactly Shohei Ohtani said, and if it's anywhere close to that. You know, for my money, Shohei Ohtani could have just uh, said to his translator, "Hey, where are we going to eat after this? Uh, Make up a comment. Just throw anybody's name in there. But we got to figure out where we're going to eat, man. This game is. It's gonna. I'm gonna be tired by the end of it. And then his translator, being a good translator, is like, ah. Uh, Mr. Lapara, Jose Ramirez. Yes, he loves him. He thinks he's funny. Thinks he's, uh, thinks he's very funny. We have no idea what he actually said. We have zero idea. We're taking the translator at his word because that translator, being a translator for Shohei Otani is probably a pretty good job, I would think. I don't know. What, what What does a translator get paid for a Major League Baseball player? I would bet that's a low six figure job, like 100K, 110, 115, somewhere in that range. You probably get paid more than you'd think, and you travel, and you're around Otani. That's a cool gig. You probably don't want to mess that one up. But you also probably have to make up a lot of answers on the fly. You know how sweet that would be if I could do radio interviews across the country and then ask me about Deshaun Watson for the 27 millionth time and then me just have a translator there instead being like, uh I just, I just tell the translator, like, just, just give him an answer. Uh, just, you know, just talk about whatever you think. And the translator just goes off. That would be kind of enjoyable to me. If I had that luxury, I would kind of enjoy it. But it gave credence to the conversation. What was once seemingly... I don't know why people thought it was just a fairyland and it was just not reality. I don't know why people thought that Shohei Ohtani coming here was some sort of ridiculous, outlandish, could-never-happen scenario. But... Let's play with that idea. Let's play what it would take for the Guardians to get there, and let's also play with the understanding this truly is whoever wants to pony up the most gets his services. The Angels could send him to baseball Siberia if they truly wanted to, if they thought the haul was good enough. That's the part of this equation that I don't think enough people have truly recognized. This is Damian Lillard in Portland. Dame doesn't have a no-trade clause. Uh, They could send him to go play basketball in Antarctica if they really wanted to. Doesn't matter. They're going to take the best haul for themselves, and it is what it is. Same scenario with the Angels. So Shohei Otani can like playing with Jose Ramirez. That doesn't mean anything to the Angels in the slightest bit. But I think you guys are, and I say you guys in the sense of just the, the general broad listener is thinking that because Shohei Ohtani mentioned J-Ram's name, this is all of a sudden the NBA where people get to just pick and choose where they get to play. It does not work that way. But it should tell the Guardians that if you trade for Shohei Ohtani, not only is he going to be interested in playing here, he's going to instantly have a best buddy, a guy that he gets along with, and he's going to be excited to come here. I think that's the most important checkmark that we got with yesterday. That's the most important side of this. You've got the information that if Shohei Otani got traded here, he wouldn't pout like a toddler and sit in the dugout and not make uh, not want to make any friends. No, instead, he'd be looking at it like going off to baseball camp. Great. All, all my buddies are here. We're going to play baseball for three months. Sounds awesome. So I want to hear from you guys. Should the Guardians make the big move for Otani? 216-474-0092. On Twitter, there you can find me. I am at Jay Peterlin. Listen, I'm going to be easy on this one. I don't think there's a wrong answer. A lot of times we do these shows. I think to myself, I have my answer. I have what I believe to be the right answer. Anyone that disagrees, that's your, your dime, your dance for. You want to disagree? That's okay. This one, I don't think there's a wrong answer. If you tell me that the Guardians should trade for Otani because you want your summer baseballs to be, your summer baseball to be awesome, I can't argue that. And if you want to tell me that the cost is too much, and two prospects are one prospect too many for Shohei Ohtani, and the Guardians aren't a good enough team and they shouldn't do it, I'm not going to slap you there either. But I want to hear what you think because the conversation and how this has changed in a week is downright fascinating to me. 216-474-0092. We'll do it next. Your phone calls, your tweets, your reactions. It's overtime with Jonathan Piddle here with you on The Fam. Talking right now about Shohei Ohtani, whether or not the Guardians should make the big move. As all of a sudden, he mentions J-Ram's name last night in a conversation, and everyone now all of a sudden thinks this is a possibility. And listen, I just, we need to put this out there in the beginning. I think Shohei Otani, unquestionably, is the best player in baseball, and he is, at the current moment, the face of baseball. It's him and Ellie De La Cruz. He is so incredibly talented. 1.44 1.44 OPS in June, the highest by any player in June since Lou Gehrig in 1936, while also adding a 3.26 ERA with 37 strikeouts as a pitcher in the month of June. He did things this past month that you can only dream about doing on a baseball field. I'm okay with the idea that I've already made peace that we cannot afford Shohei Otani on the free agency market. I have no idea what other radio hosts were smoking when they suggested that we could get them on the free agency market. We cannot play in that arena. Unless the Saudis come out and buy the Guardians, we're not going to be in on Shohei Otani. There's about four or five teams in baseball that I think truly could be in on Shohei Otani. Baseball doesn't open up their books. It's a very big problem in talking about some of the finances with the sport. But the reality is about four or five teams could actually afford Shohei Otani. It's not a Guardians problem. It's a baseball problem at the heart of it, if we're just being honest about it. Unless the Saudis buy out our team, which is a question I had when the Saudis had the the Live Golf merger with the PGA. I, I put it out there. We did like a segment on it. It was the idea of whether or not you would let the Saudis buy the Guardians if it meant getting Shohei Otani. How on the nose was that for what we're talking about right now? But the reality is is that you're not getting Shohei Otani in a Guardians uniform for seven years, but there is a real chance you get him for the next three months. Think of it like one of those puppies that you adopt, and you just kind of watch over, but you know that you're not going to be with that puppy when that puppy turns one or two years old. You're just, you know, giving the puppy a nice home until it finds finds a forever home. That would basically be Shohei Otani. You're taking in Shohei Otani for three months as a rental until he has his actual future final home. It could think of the Guardians like the time he went on spring break, okay? It could be a fun, nice little adventure for him. It get him in new surroundings, new environments, get him a chance to play with somebody he clearly thinks highly of. But are you willing to give that up? Is this Guardians team the team that would then I'm not saying push all the chips in the middle of the table because all your chips aren't there with Shohei Otani, but you're you're poning up a lot. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Lowell up next on the fan. Hello, how are you tonight? Hey, J.P., love the show. You're doing a great job. Well, thank you so much. How are you? Oh, good. I'm doing good. Hey, I think we got a lot of prospects. We don't have enough room to play anyways.
1: So pick and choose a few of those, see what the days want them. Grab a a tiny. Let's go three months and just ball the walls and just have a blast. And, you know, what do we got to lose? And maybe he'll like it. Maybe he'll even sign a decent deal. Who knows? Well, you know, the Guardians are so conservative. We
0: need six. Don't give up that shame. We're just go with what we got, and let's have fun. I'm going to respond to that, and thank you. As always, I appreciate the phone call. It's a good point. The part that always ropes me back in on this discussion is the idea that the Guardians are a conveyor belt for awesome prospects in baseball. They, just, they know how to make them, and they know how to continue to make them. I made the joke earlier today. I was talking with my boss, and I made a joke about Tanner Bybee that I'm not going to repeat on the air because he instantly said, don't repeat that on the air, and now it's all I can think about, okay? But Tanner Bybee, legitimately a year and a half ago, if you were to ask Tanner Bybee if he thought he was going to be the majors or selling real estate, he'd probably be saying real estate if you were to fast forward a year and a half. Like, he wasn't ranked... He wasn't this high big time prospect. He wasn't this guy that everybody thought was going to be a baseball elite or anything like that. He was just a guy. He was just a guy, and the Guardians did what the Guardians do, and they turned him into being awesome. Now we had a caller that just uh hung up right there. He was he was waiting on line. I'll answer his I see in the chat what he wanted to talk about within this discussion, and I was I was ready to give him that answer. I ch- I chatted a little bit too long. My apologies. He was going to ask how Otani and J-Ram can have conversations because we were making jokes about the translator, just making things up, how they can have conversations. So here's the thing. J-Ram speaks English. Otani also speaks English. Neither one of them feel comfortable enough to speak English in front of cameras which makes sense because in front of cameras, I mean, all of a sudden, man, this is, we're getting into Sammy Sosa testifying in front of Congress territory, right? Where it's like, Sammy, we've all heard you talk a million times. Now you want a translator? Okay, fine, whatever. Uh, you make sure you get it right, though. You're in front of Congress. You make sure you get it right. And in baseball, if you're the face of baseball like Otani is, you make sure you get that one right. You make sure that you don't make a mistake. The first time you speak English in front of the camera, you make sure that, uh, you know, when, once that toothpaste is out of the... Out of the tube, there's no putting it back in, okay? So if you, if you start speaking English, you now speak English, and that's that. And so both of them do, I know for a fact, both of them do speak English, and so they, I'm sure they just have normal conversations in English. It's really not a big deal. Otani, from what I've been told, speaks really good English. And I'm, I wouldn't, I would bet at some point in the next year or so, you start to see Otani pop up in all sorts of different advertisements, and you start hearing him more and more. 216474-92, Andrew and Brunswick, up next on the Fan. Hello, Andrew. Hey, JP, how's it going? Hey, man, what's up? Um, so, I, I
3: am against the trade for two reasons. The first one being, I, I got to think, what are we trying to do as an organization? Are we just trying to do it for story of it, just to get some extra eyes in Cleveland for a few months, because he doesn't fix all of our problems, doesn't even fix half our problems that we have. So getting him here just for a few months, just so we're shown on ESPN a little bit more, eh, I don't know if it's truly worth giving up a few prospects for it. It's not just and fun it's second, not fun
0: for you though, Andrew. I mean just like just going, going to the ballpark in general. I mean that's a good time without Tony. Oh, it,
3: no, it is. But so the second part is a more selfish reason. Okay. You ever go to like a really nice restaurant and you look at something on the menu and you go, you know what? It's my birthday, it's my anniversary. I'm gonna I'm gonna spend a little bit of money, I'm gonna get a taste of the expensive stuff. All of a sudden you get a taste of that expensive stuff now, anytime you eat anything else, it doesn't taste very good. I don't want it. Mm. I only want the expensive stuff. You're the describing,
0: stuff you're describing Nick have. Wilson's beef jerky to me. I know it very well, Andrew. I know it very well. I'm it, not worried just, it, about. I'm not worried about uh, Shohei Otani being crack for me. Okay, like I'm not worried about it being. I get a little taste, right? Uh, I, I, I'm not worried about that. I. Oh, that's tough, though. All right, Andrew. I'm going to respond. You gave me something to think about there. Okay. Thank you very much. Yep. Um. Okay, can I have what Shohei Ohtani would fill for three months, have it presumably work out where he's an awesome hitter, he'd be your best power hitter instantly, and he'd also be, in my estimation, uh, probably your second best starting pitcher instantly. Depending what you do with Bieber, maybe you can make a case now, he'd be your top starter Actually, you know what I'm going to say? He'd be your top starter. He'd be your best power hitter. That's the reality of the situation right now. Bieber's ERA is hovering near Michael Boehm's IQ. It's through the roof. Can't have that. Too high. So the point is, can I have someone fill up two holes for three months and then go back to what the Guardians are trying to build and develop? You know, I've told you guys a million times. And I believe it to be true that sports organizations like to work on a linear fashion because it tells the fan base that they're continuing to get better and they continue to add on wins and they continue to know what the hell they're doing. It is really hard for a sports team to take a step back. This might be the move that would put the Guardians to a point where next year, They'd have a hard time matching what they did this year. That's not my problem, though. That's, an, Anton- that's an, uh, an Antonetti and Chernoff problem. That's not a me problem. I'm in the win baseball games department. And in the winning baseball games department, you know what we, we like to, to do? We like to win a bunch of baseball games. That's why we're called the winning baseball department, Okay. I, it's simple. It's easy. If, if he's the reason why we end up getting to 90 wins and then end up having a legitimate chance at a postseason run, that's where you sign me up. That's where I get excited. But I want to hear from you. 216474 to below 92. It's not really that much of a mixed bag. We had that caller right there, obviously. We had a couple callers earlier in the program as well. I'm amazed at how one statement can make everything change in the Shohei Otani discussion. Now we're having people call up and make the suggestion that it's only, hey, three months, but think about how great that would be. Think about the baseball that you'd watch. Think about the games that you'd be able to go to. Think about just watching a modern-day Babe Ruth play on progressive field day in, day out. That does something for the fans. I don't think, ultimately, we would get to a point where we just think... Oh, the good old days of Otani. Oh, I miss the good old days of Otani. I think, if anything, it might give them cover for having a reason for why they would take a step back the following year. Be like, yeah, well, you lost one of the best players in baseball. What would you think was going to happen? Meanwhile, Antonetti and Chernoff can get to work, and they can start to try to piece this whole thing together, and they can ultimately try to make the right moves in the offseason to go ahead and you know get the team where it needs to be. And because Otani would have taken them to a, in my estimation, what the plan would be at least, a deep postseason run. And because Otani would have sold out all sorts of different games. I'm not saying he's selling out the entire rest of the schedule because you still got to go up against football, whether it's high school football or whether it's the Browns, you still got competition coming up in about a month from now. I'm not saying you sell out every single game, but you need to take all that added money from that. And then you could put it towards your offseason as well. Talk about one hand washing the other right there. I just, I think it's a good sign. But the question I would ask you guys at 216474 to below 92 is, are you prepared to give up the pieces that I think it would cost? So the Angels came out and said they want three top of the line prospects. That's what they want. Three top of the line prospects. They're not getting three. Not in my estimation. Not for three months of Shohei Otani. But I do think they're getting two. I think they're saying three to start the conversation and then teams will come back and they'll they'll say two and then they'll go from there. But it's got to be two legitimate ones, not like one legitimate one and then one that maybe has a chance three years from now being legitimate. No, it have to be two actual baseball players that have a bright future. I think it would cost you one or the other of Tanner Bybee and Gavin Williams. And then one or the other of either, either Angel Martinez, the infielder that's in double A about a year away from the bigs or George Valera. And I'm going to stay with Valera only because you guys know his name more than you know Martinez. How about a George Valera Tanner Bybee combo? Would you go with that? Would you entertain a Tanner Bybee George Valera combo for three months of Shohei Otani? We can afford Cho'e Otani from a price standpoint at this point for the three months. That's not a big deal. That would not be part of the issue. The issue would be, can you kick Tanner Bybee out of your starting rotation where he'd be for the next four to five years? You'd replace him with somebody else, and then George Valera just be like, all right, uh, we had high expectations for you, but we have high expectations for a lot of people. 216474 to below 92. I need you to think about all the angles attached to this one because I can't have you just going for show Otani because it's an, it's an impulse buy. Wherever you think this one out, sounds like me on, uh, on eBay where I'm sitting there and I'm like, ah, oh, come on. I can get this golf gadget. I can get this really cheap. Let's just buy this thing right now and we won't think about it. My wife's always like, wait 24 hours. Wait 24 hours, wait 48 hours, come back to it. If you still really want that item, then go ahead. You can buy that item, but give it 24 hours. I'm an impulse buyer. Always have been. I'm the guy, I'll I'll go online. Callaway will be having a deal. Uh, Three hours later, all of a sudden, I got all sorts of new gear, new sorts of stuff, new sorts of things. I didn't need any of it. Take your time. Think about it. George Valera, Tanner Bybee for Shohei Otani. Not an impulse, legitimate. Two really good baseball players for what is a once in a lifetime generational player in Shohei Otani. 216474 to below 92. Think about that one. Comment to me on Twitter. There you can find me. I am at JPeterlin. Big question still remains. Should the Guardians make the big move for Shohei Otani? More on that. We come on back. We also got to get to the Browns in just a little bit as well as the conversation nationally hit a point. With Deshaun Watson, that I've never heard it hit locally. I'll explain what that is as well. It's overtime with Jonathan One here with you on the fan. At the hardest league in Field Yates's life. Jake, you can keep the SB Awards in your updates if you can tell me who won any of the previous five years' worth of SB wins in the category you're mentioning. Yeah, you can. Do yeah, I, yeah, I, do I don't know. It. I don't
2: know if I can go for that.
0: You can't do it. Uh, breaking news, uh, by the way. The J.P.'s have uh, also leaked out, and according to a source close to Jonathan Peterlin, uh, Patrick Mahomes has won the J.P. Athlete of the Year as well. So we'll be keeping you updated all throughout the night on the J.P.'s awards throughout the evening uh, and what we find from the sports world. You can send it to his new mansion. Yes. Patrick's not mine, by the way. We need to make that very clear. Uh, uh, We don't have a new mansion which is obviously very nice because I mowed it earlier today, mowed the lawn earlier today, and I made sure I was like, ah, uh, it's I got the right amount of lawn. Anything more would have been an absolute disaster. Absolute disaster. Well no, anything more I would have got one of those really cool like you know, actual tractors that I get to ride a, ride around like I'm like Hank Hill or something. That would have that's what would have happened if I had anything more. But me and my little my little push lawn mower getting the job done earlier today. All right, two one six four seven four 474 ninety two. Bigger enough from you guys whether or not you want the Guardians to make the big move for Otani. I think deep down a lot of you guys are thinking with your heart and not necessarily your head. And that's okay. In this instance, I think you'll be, if you do the checks and balances on it, I think it's all right. Now, I'm not going to tell you you're right or wrong one way or another because if you told me that it's too costly for you, you don't want to give up George Valera and Tanner Bybee, which is my projection on this. You don't want to give them up. That's fine. I understand it team's got to build for the future, I can accept that answer. But if you told me just once you'd like to see this Guardians team push some of the chips in the middle of the table, make a real run for it, and then, you know, if you fall short, you fall short, then so be it. But you got three months of watching the most exciting player baseball has seen in the previous 50 years while also at his peak performance. You know, this isn't Miguel Cabrera. At the very end in a Tigers uniform with one foot in the grave. This is Shohei Ohtani at the very peak of Shohei Ohtani. Had a 1.44 OPS in June. For those that think I just spoke Portuguese, that's on-base plus slugging percentage. It's incredibly awesome. It's the highest by any player in June since Lou Gehrig back in 1936. We are going 90 years back in history to find anybody that just did the month that Shohei Ohtani did. And that's just from a hitting standpoint. That didn't even put in the 3.26 ERA he had in the month as well. What are we doing here, people? You're not getting them when he's... Barely got a Pulse out there, and he's being Albert Pujols. And you're like, well, Albert. Albert, nobody wants to see you play baseball at this point, man. Your kids are even telling you to hang it up. It's not what this is. This is Shohei Ohtani in a Guardians uniform at what you could argue to be the height of Shohei Ohtani. I'm not going to call it mania because that seems a little lame. But the height of Shohei Ohtani. Heard Ken and Anthony earlier today. They wanted to call it Showhio. I mean, how great is that? I, I could, I, how many t-shirt companies have that printed already? Showhio. Just in case, just for the opportunity and the chance that he ends up coming here. It's not crazy. It's, it, this is the Dame Willard situation that's currently ongoing in Portland. It's happening right here, right in front of our very eyes with the Angels. It's not. There's no no trade clause in there. By the way, he spoke out about wanting to play with J Ram. That's why we're having the conversation. But there's no no trade clause in there or anything like that. I mean, you put up the you put the best package together. You can have them on your doorstep. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Chili in Sheffield Village. Up next on the fan. Hello, Chili. Hello, yo, Chili. What's up, man? Can you hear me? I'm clear. I'm oh, clear, man. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you, man.
1: Okay.
0: Hey, you know you.
1: Spoke of two of my favorite things, uh, Otani and the Tribe, um, the, especially uh, it's tantalizing now because there's no real sports going on for the next two days. Uh, I, I would not do it. Oh, We've well, we got the ESPYs now, um, Chile. We've got the ESPYs. Um, you know, we, we, if I thought that that would bring us a World Series, I would do it in a heartbeat, but I think the best it could do is bring us the uh, Central Division title, but we're more than one player away from the World Series. And... Uh, uh, I, you know, if we got Otani here, he might replace Rocky Calavito as the most uh, uh, sought-after uh, autograph. But uh, I, I don't think that for a limited time period it's worth those two guys unless we had some chance of signing him long-term.
0: Is Rocky Calavito's autograph the most, most sought-after autograph?
1: Well, back in the day it was.
0: Okay, all right. Back yeah. in the day it was. I mean, he'd be the most popular
1: player. Rocky Calavito was probably still... The most well known player of uh, Indians, uh, 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 yesteryear, but Otani would replace him. The trouble is, you know, Otani, if we only signed him for a little while, he would bring us a division. But I don't think we're one player away from a World Series, which that uh, would cost us. Uh, and that's much. that's the main
0: point. And thank you, Chili. I do appreciate the phone call. A Rocky Calavito autograph on eBay. I don't know how they verify these things for someone like Rocky, I, I have no idea. Anywhere from like you can, a, a, for a baseball, it's like a hundred bucks. Anything that isn't a baseball, there's a signed piece of paper. I like how they put it under the use section, by the way, as if like somebody used the piece of paper before Rocky Calvito, uh, Calvito signed it. Uh, 25 bucks. You can get him a certified right there on a, uh, just a random piece of paper. Very nice signature, by the way. I don't judge based off of signatures after Garth Brooks signed a million of them and then they tried telling me that Garth Brooks' signature was worth like three pennies. It was like, for as dominant and or as awesome as Garth Brooks was for so many years, he signed so many autographs, and then you turn around and it's like, yeah, Garth Brooks' autograph is worth literally a cup of water. It's not worth anything. It's like, oh, okay, sweet. So at the time I met him when I was 12 years old, and he signed my little ticket stub and told me to keep playing hardball. That's what he was describing baseball. Was like, keep playing hardball. Uh, that just meant nothing? Okay, fine. Should the Guardians make the big move for Otani? It's not just one player. You get two players because you get a a best offensive bat on the team instantly, and then you also get a starting pitcher. That, in my estimation right now, because Bieber looks like, I mean, Bieber's arm right now looks like Roethlisberger at the end of his time in Pittsburgh. its We got ducks out there. It's not pretty. I used to call him Rigatoni Roethlisberger because I love alliteration and also because his arm turned a noodle, and I'm worried that Bieber is going down that same track. Fastball's down. Spin rates down. Nothing is really what it was. ERA near four. Shohei is instantly your best offensive bat from a power standpoint and the best pitcher you have in the rotation. That is two players and that is two premium players. 216474 to below 92. And if you're telling me that we're not just a Shohei Otani away, then I don't even know what we're doing in this trade deadline. Because if we're not, if we're not a, Best offensive player away mixed with best off, uh, starting rotation player away. I don't know what we're doing here. I, I really don't. Because I, you can acquire someone like, like the Cardinals, for instance, earlier today came out and said they were interested in having a little bit of a, little bit of a sale on some of their pieces. All right. Go pick off whatever offensive player you want from there. There's a lot of really good ones on that Cardinals roster. You telling me we add one of those guys? We're not any better. Can't buy that. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. Will and Medina. Up next on the you know, panel.
4: Oh, Will. Nick, I'm gonna tell you a story. Tell me if it sounds familiar. Man, this team is young, they're really good, a lot of good. Wait, prospects. did you say
0: did you say Nick? Oh, my bad. <laughs> my bad. Dude. I mean, I mean, please, hey. please. Hey, gonna make me blush hey. over hey.
4: here. <laughs> we get the same story every year, right? Young team, lots of prospects, they come alive at the end of the year, and then all we're saying all offseason season is we're just a bad away. We're just a bad away. Why can't we go into the playoffs this year with the bat? Why don't we just say, hey, you know what, let's give up some of the future in order to actually get the team, uh, get the city interested in the team, and I mean really interested, not in the, hey, it's fun to go watch this team play. I mean, like, let's make an actual chance at, at going into the playoffs and actually making a, uh, getting something uh, to get us excited about so that we do come back next year. I understand it's a rental. We're not going to pay him $300, 600000000 million, whatever he's going to get. But to me, I, I I don't see any reason why we can't make the gamble once because you know this team can rebuild the prospect base in a couple of years, just like they do over and over and over again. Hmm.
0: Well, I like it. Uh, next time you call, call me Ken. Okay, we can go from there. <laughs> yeah. thank you, Will. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Uh, yeah, I I love that sentiment, and I love what this would do for the fan base. More importantly, honestly, that's that would be the biggest part of all of this. Would it seem a little foolish? Maybe, maybe. But the excitement that it would get for the fans, I'm telling you, Guardians baseball would be electric for the final few months of this season if they made that trade. You'd buy Otani jerseys. You'd be watching every Guardians pitch like it was Game 7 of the World Series. And, And as long as they stayed winning and it really felt like this could be the difference maker, it would buy a lot within this fan base. It really would. The Guardians are listening right now and know that. If you went after Otani, it would buy a lot of goodwill with this fan base because it would show you, even though it's a rental and you're not paying six or $700 million, it would show the fan base a couple of things. One, that you're using the prospects for what they should be used as, which is just that, their prospects. But more importantly, it would show the fan base that you're willing to sack up from time to time. You're willing to go ahead and make a move because you believe in this team. If you don't make a move at the deadline and you trade Shane Bieber, you're not telling the fan base that you're really interested in this team's postseason success. And you might have your reasons for that. And they might be valid, but you still tell the fan base one thing based off of that. 216474 to below 92. Chris in North
2: Ridgeville up next on the fan. Hello, Chris. Hey, JP. How are you? Hey, what's up, Chris? Hey, so I just wanted to comment about the, uh, like the, I don't know if it's feasible that we get Shoei Otani, but like you were talking about, um, does it make a difference? Can you make a run with it? Yeah. So how many, the beginning of the season, how many one-run games did we talk about, about oh, losing gosh. one-run games? Right? It was
0: every other night. We led the league in baseball with it for the first three months of the season. Might still be exactly. baseball in that
2: category. Right, so so Otani bats what three hundred around there. So I, I don't know. I feel like he's he could be that one run. Where would we be with him on the team with his with his productivity on mm-hmm. the team? How many more wins would you have? And then this is a totally different conversation. Your records, those one win games. How many of those do you win with him? Yeah, we're, and we're seventeen that, like, and
0: nineteen in those games. By the way, Chris, seventeen
2: exactly, and 19. exactly. So that's that's a huge difference. Now you're not talking about being at five hundred. Now you're talking about being. Potentially well over five hundred, and um, on top of that, just bringing people to the ballpark. Like I think Ken made a big or uh, a good comment. Uh, I think it was yesterday about like you're going to sell out games. Everybody wants to see this guy and him and Jose playing. Like having this kind of star power on the team, even if it's short term. If nothing else, it would be fun as hell. No doubt. Uh, no doubt. Yeah, that's what I got. Thank you again for taking my call. I Thanks, Chris. You.
0: Two good points out of you. Appreciate you. Yeah, I, I like that one run game point. And-, and I've been on the. I tend to rip the one run game record because there's just a lot of really good teams that have bad one run game records. The Rangers, for instance, Rangers are, you know, 15 games over 500. There's seven games below 500 in one run games. Historically, it doesn't really reflect anything, but what's fascinating is that this Guardians team leads baseball in one run games and Otani really might just be the difference in some of those. Uh, you can 100% make a case that if they had more pop in their bat and then even had a, another frontline rotation piece in those certain moments, we wouldn't be 17 and 19 in one run games. All right. Leave that there. We come on back. I want to go to the Browns. Mina Kimes has her Mina Kimes podcast and, and Steve uh, from PFF who joins afternoon drive. He was, uh, he was joining Mina Kimes there and they got talking about Deshaun Watson. And the two of them said a comment I've never heard in talking about Deshaun for this upcoming season. I've never heard anyone put these two words out here, or put these words out here that these two put out there. I've never heard it discussed. I want to discuss it with you guys next. 216-474-0092. It's Overtime with Jonathan Peton here with you The Fan.